Thank you for listening to the Calvary Chapel Lubbock podcast. Our mission of teaching people to love God by showing them how much He loves us starts right now. Continuing from last week, guys, we learned, now ready, ready? The closer we are to the rapture, the more of the birth pangs we will see. Okay? The closer we are, in a sense. You go, what do you mean? I'm not sure. The, the closer the distance between the coming of the Lord for his people and the tribulation, guys, the more of the birth pangs we're going to see moving forward. Okay? Um, you go, for example, well, okay, in the news this week, guys, in the news this week, we actually, I did some research and I saw that Russia, alongside Iran and Turkey, have been having secret meetings. They've been doing this since 2017, only nobody knows about this. Now, to you and I, we go, that's no big deal. Why wouldn't they have meetings? Here's the problem. The problem is that these guys have been enemies for years. They don't want to have secret meetings. They don't want to hang out together. But since 2017, guys, they've been having this secret meeting. And according to the Jerusalem Post... Russia, Turkey, and Iran held a virtual meeting last Wednesday to coordinate efforts in Syria. They've been holding similar meetings since 2017 as basically what's called the Astana process. The Astana process, okay? What's their goal, Pastor? Their goal is to, to, to increasingly basically what? Well, here's their statement. Last week they appeared aimed and undermining the U.S. role in eastern Syria and isolating the U.S. partner forces. The statement also condemned Israel for, for actions in Syria. They called Israel's actions dis, basically destabling and basically they're not sure which, which, how to pinpoint which Israeli action that was. They're, you go, what is all that said? They're going, well, we want to undermine what the U.S. is doing. And we don't like Israel. Okay, this is what's happening. And you go, okay, so I'm not sure what you mean. Okay, well, here it is, guys. We need to know this. Okay, we need to know this. And this needs to go deep in our heart. Okay, Jesus, our Jesus, God in the flesh, who resurrected, could come back at any moment for us. And what he's looking for, guys, is a church that's holy, that's blameless, that's without spot or wrinkle. And what prophecy does to us, it should get us to, to cleanse our lives, if you will, to look deep and go, oh, oh, Lord, where am I with you? Am I walking in righteousness with you? You see, before we might go, oh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna flirt a little bit with sin. I'm gonna flirt a little, hey, how you, and, and now we go, no, 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 no. We, we need to be, we need to be super focused. The Lord's gonna come back. Lord, where am I with you? What does your word say? I want to be right. I want to be right with you. But the closer the rapture is to the tribulation. Now, your attention, please. The rapture could happen here. Gone. Can I get an amen? Because we're going to be dancing in heaven. Right? Alice is going to be playing the drums. We're going to have a great time in heaven. But there could be some time between this event and the signing of the peace treaty which starts the tribulation. You guys with me? Okay. So the closer this is to here, the more of this you and I will see. 
we'll go, oh, we, we see this. Oh, 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 we see Ezekiel 3. Oh, we can see this happening. Okay? I don't believe the rapture of the church to the tribulation is going to be a very, very long time. Because then you and I wouldn't be seeing what we see. We wouldn't be seeing, we wouldn't be, well, should I say it? We shouldn't be being conditioned for certain things. Okay? So, the closer the rapture is to the tribulation, the more we'll see. Pastor, I've got a question. What if we don't see anything at all? What if we don't, like, like the Lord comes back tomorrow? Can guess what? Guess what? We all know um, this is still going to happen. It's still going to happen. Okay? Um, the farther the rapture is from the tribulation, the less we'll see. My prayer, my prayer, well, I, I don't know. I don't know. I'm kind of torn. Because my prayer would be, I don't want to see any of that. I don't want to see a one-world government. I don't want to see ten nations. I don't want to see the rise of somebody who I think is the anti. I don't want to see any of that. I'm ready to go home now. But I also know that the closer, if I start seeing a one-world government, I start seeing the rising, then I can, I can be a watchman and I can, I can sound the alarm even more. You know, I get up, I get up, guys, in the morning and I go, what's my purpose? My purpose is to sound the alarm. And I'm asking God for opportunities to sound the alarm. And let people know, this is it. I've never believed this more deep than I do today. I never have. One year ago, life as we know it has changed. It changed. It threw this world upside down, inside out, all of this stuff. Now, now listen, listen. You go, what was it? It was a statistic, guys, of the world's worst pandemics. And start to finish. And the Black Plague was the first one. Of course, you know the Spanish flu and several other ones. But do you know where COVID is? It's at the very bottom. And yet this is the one that has turned the world upside down. Why? Ask yourself why. Because we're headed. We're in the last days. We're in the last days. You guys with me? We're in the last days. Now, here's what, here's what we need to understand, okay? Jesus told his disciples and us, Okay, he told us this. In Luke chapter 12, 54 to 56, he said this. Then he said to the multitudes, he said this. Whenever you see a cloud rising out of the west, immediately say, a shower is coming. And so it is. In verse 55, he says, and yet, you see the south wind blow. You say, oh, it's going to be hot weather. And, it, and, and there it is. Jesus looks in 56, he says, hypocrites, you can discern the faces of the skies of the earth. How can, how is it that you not discern this time? You go, what did he say? He said, guys, listen, you guys know, you look outside and you go, oh, go, there's a storm coming. We know that. We know when there's a south wind, we go, oh, it's going to be hot this week. Can I get an amen? amen. Jesus says, guys, how can you not discern the t- signs of the times? How can you not? Oh, pastor, what do you want me to do? Do you want me to just sell all my stuff and go sit in the mountain and wait for Jesus to come? No, 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 that's not what I'm saying. But what I am saying 
guys, is that we discern the times. And so then our hearts are right with God and that we spend more time with him and that we pray for our loved ones and that we witness more and that we're, we're, just, we're, just, we're just full of joy. And I'll tell you why. Because the enemy wants to rob you of your joy. Come on, somebody. He wants to rob you. Every day you get up, he wants to rob you. Why? Because he makes you think you have more time and you're just like, oh, I kind of... He does. He does. Pastor Ben, nobody's going to come to church today. Pastor Ben, what about this? Listen, we're here. We're ready to go. We're ready, we're ready to go. Okay? Guys, we know this time. We know certain things. And, and yet, I bet you right now, you're thinking of that one person that just doesn't seem to get it. Blind as day. You're like, and instead of moving closer to Jesus in a spiritual way, they're moving farther from Jesus. And you're just like, And I look at Nathalie sometimes and I go, are we crazy? I mean, I, I mean, I, I see this. You, you see this, right? I mean, there's a, Jesus told us. He told us, be ready. He told us. Guys, do you realize, do you realize, do you realize just this past week, Pastor Sof sent me a video that was a game changer. It was a game changer. For all travel. Israel. Israel, guys, introduced what they call the green pass. The green pass is really, really simple. And it has to do with the vaccine. You guys, have you ever been to Disneyland and you have, you have the fast pass where you could go to the front? It's like fast pass right here, right here. That's exactly what it is. If you don't have the vaccine, guys, then they give you a yellow pass, and now you're limited. You're limited. Okay? How does it work? You guys know those, those ankle bracelets that, that, that people have to wear so they can't go out of their house or they can't go very far? They, they're being tracked? It's like that. It's an it's a ankle bracelet, but it's on your wrist. Okay? It transmits to your phone, and it lets people know if you've been vaccinated or not. So there you go. And you have your little thing, and you go, okay, I'm going to go into United. And beep, 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 sir, sir, um, sorry, you have a yellow pass? You, you, your hours are only between, well, I work at that. I'm sorry, sir. There, if you had a green pass, then you could come in at any time. Listen to me. Listen. There's a couple of things I want, I, want to, I want to impart in you, okay? Number one. Number one, it's not the government that's going to be doing this. You understand? The government rolled it out, but it's going to be your local stores, your travel agencies, the airlines. It's going to be those that are going to limit that. So you can't go, well, that government is doing it. It's not the government. It's going to be the owners of the grocery stores or the Home Depots, whatever it might be. This is Israel. Now, let me give you the second thing. Let me give you the second thing, okay? Whether you're, this is, this is, whether you're for the vaccine, Pastor, I have my vaccine, or you're not. Listen to me when I say, don't let it divide us. 
You can see it happening. You can see it happening. We as believers need to respect each other. If you get it, we love you. If you don't get it, we love you. Please don't let it. That's exactly what the enemy is going to try to do. It's going to divide us. And it's going to start with the social media. Don't let it happen. Okay? Don't let it happen. It's just a vaccine. Whatever's in it, whatever, it's not the mark of the beast. You understand that? That comes Revelation 13. But don't let it divide Christians because what's going to happen is going to, it's going to be families are going to be divided against families. And we are going to respect those who get it, but those who get it should respect us who don't get it. Whatever it is, wherever you are. But we started with a mask, and they're just trying to divide the body of Christ. You guys with me? So, so we got this, okay? That, that was on my heart. I could see that happening, okay? So what's happening? Well, what we need to do is we need to keep our eyes on the world. You go, why? Well, the purpose of this series, guys, which morphed into something bigger, uh, was to inform us one thing. You go, what's that? We must be about our Father's business. Can I get a good amen on that? We need to be about our Father's business. Now, let me tell you this. I have some very good news. You go, what's that? We won't be here to see, we won't be here on earth to see the fulfillment of Revelation 4 to 19. Okay, we won't be here. So nothing written regarding the tribulation has anything to do with us. That's a good place for an amen. Okay? Neither the beast nor the mark of the beast has nothing to do with our lives. We're not going to see it. You go, Pastor, what should we do? Okay, ask me that question. What should we do? Well, we know the tribulation's coming. The rapture's coming. But Jeremiah... Chapter 17, jot this down, 7 and 8 says this. Blessed the man who trusts in the Lord, whose hope is in the Lord. For he shall be like a tree planted by the waters, which spread out its roots by the river and, and will not fear when the heat comes, but its leaf will be green and will not be anxious in the year of drought, nor will he cease from yielding fruit. You go, wow, that's what Jeremiah says? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Jot that down, guys. Why? Because here's what it is. Those of us who have given our lives to Jesus, those of us who have, who have made that, that profession of faith, I love Jesus, I've given my life, I believe in him. Listen, here's what we're going to do. That we should not be living in fear all the time. We should not be living in fear. We should be about our father's business until he comes to take us to be with him. Judgment is going to befall the world. We must point to the end times and to warn them as, and lead people to Christ. You go, okay, can you break it down? Yeah, you ready? Don't fear. Don't fear. We're not going to go through all of that stuff. God is so good, he's given us a few, a preview, if you will, but you don't have to watch the movie. You understand? In other words, when you gave your life to Jesus, you're not going to watch that preview. Like you go to the movies, right? You know what happens? You get in there, you get your popcorn, and you eat half of it before the show even comes on. But what's the first thing they do? They show you the coming attractions. 
They want to get your, they want to get you excited about what's going to happen. And so, so World War I and World War II coming attraction. Israel becoming a nation coming attraction. The third temple and the sacrifice and, and all of that. You're going, but you don't have to see that movie. When you gave your life to the Lord, you go, I'm not going to see that movie. I'm not going to see Ezekiel 38 and 39. I don't want to see a Russian war in Israel. I don't want to see that. I don't want to see a one world government. No, thank you. I'm not going to see that movie. I'm going to get up and walk out. Take my popcorn, my red vines. I'm out. Guys, that's not us. We need to be about our father's business. We need to be sharing and loving. We need to be different. For 17 years, I've preached behind this pulpit, and I've taught the Word of God. And never in my life have I been more serious about walking with Jesus. But I wonder, guys, even more now, we should be focused on what Jesus is doing in our lives. Well, today, let me give you some more information. If you're taking note, jot this down. This is the sixth birth pang. Okay, we have seen last week one world government. Okay, it's going to morph, if you will, it's going to turn into a ten kingdom ruling coalition. So we have a one world government, guys, becoming ten kingdoms. That's what's going to happen. Okay, now remember what we talked about last week. We learned, according to Daniel chapter seven, twenty three and twenty four that the world would soon become a one-world government. You guys know we're headed that way, right? Okay. Some people call it the New World Order. Jot that down. Another people are calling it the Great Reset. Or you'll hear, you'll hear terms like build back better. I didn't realize that prior to COVID or 2020 that we were, we were bad. We were messed up. I didn't realize. I thought we were doing okay. But apparently we need to build back better. And that's really, guys, the tribulation. That's what we learned. Okay, look at Daniel 7 and 23 with me. Thus he said, the fourth beast shall be a fourth kingdom on earth, which shall be different from all other kingdoms and shall devour the whole earth, trample it and break it to pieces. Okay, so if you're an underliner, that should already be underlined because that is exactly the one world order. This is what they're headed for. This is this fourth beast. Now, look at verse 24. The ten horns are ten kings who shall arise from this kingdom. And another shall arise after them. And he shall be different from the first ones. And he shall subdue all at least three kings. That's what he's going to do. Okay, your attention, please. So the one world government will wreak havoc on the world. That's what it's going to do. Out of this one world government... Out of this is going to arrive ten strong nations. It's referenced as a horn, ten horns, ten kingdoms. We could call them, it says ten kings, but we could call them leaders or presidents. You guys understand that, okay? So let me give you two schools of thought. Let me give you two schools of thought concerning this verse. Many will come in Daniel and start to spiritualize these ten kingdoms. Well, you see, it's not really going to happen, They insist that what happened in this chapter was fulfilled in history up until the time of Jesus' first first advent. 
And suppose that these ten horns merely represent the multiplicity of the kings under the Roman emperor. And they believe that the conspicuous horn was actually Julius Caesar and then other other Caesars who succeeded him. And for Kelvin, and the books were open, verse 10, it refers to the preaching of the gospel. Okay? So they kind of spiritualize all of this. That's the first school of thought. Now, I want you to keep this in mind. If there were ten toes in Daniel chapter 2, and ten horns in Daniel chapter 7, and Revelation 13, and Revelation 17, associated with the rule of this final rule, world ruler... There's no good reason to spiritualize what God has said, at least in the four different places. But they'll do that. Oh, it already happened. It's okay. The second school of thought, guys, is this is a literal and future. Okay, put on your thinking caps, guys. Put on your thinking caps. You go, what do you mean? Two years ago, March 28th, 2019... None of us in this room, none of us alive would have ever imagined even more of a scenario than we have today. We wouldn't have. When Revelation was taught back then, guess what happened, guys? We'd be like, oh, yeah, maybe someday. Do you realize that I used to think, Lord, how is this going to go down? I mean, I mean, people love you. I mean, they seem to be doing good. They all have the, you know, and then all of a sudden... We've like changed, right? The whole world has changed to where it's like, and even some of our world leaders, Christian biblical teachers, have fallen. And throughout throughout history, you have people stepping back, going, "Oh, you know what? Yeah, I know. I used to sing about God. I don't know if I really believe in Him anymore." And we go, what? Or people that we read, they'll, 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 they'll put out devotions and it'll be a, it'll be a, a, a huge, huge mass devotion, gross selling devotion. And we'll go, and then she'll, this person will stand up and go, oh, I'm not sure if I really believe in God. Or you'll have pastors, prominent men with millions of followers, doing exactly the opposite of what God has told them to do. What, what, what do we do, church? We're seeing that. Well, I, can't worry about, I can't worry about that pastor, and I can't worry about this. I, I, no, no, no. We, we, we need to focus on, okay, okay, I, I, I can't do this, right? So I know, I know that there's going to be ten nations arise out of this. Ten. Now, let me, let me just wet your whistle a little bit. Let's go back in Daniel 7. Go back to verse 7 and 8, okay? Notice what Daniel writes. He says, After this, I saw in the night visions, and behold, a fourth beast. Now, we know who that is, right, guys? Dreadful and terrible, exceedingly strong. And it had huge iron teeth and was devouring and breaking pieces and trampling the residue with its feet. And it was different from all other beasts that were before it. And it had ten horns. And I was considering the ten horns. And there was another horn, a little horn, coming up from them, before whom the three 
of the first horns were plucked out by the roots. And there, in this horn, were like the eyes of the eyes of men and a mouth speaking pompous words. This is what Daniel writes. This is what Daniel writes, guys. So think about this. First and foremost, this one world government that we talked about last week is going to do incredible, irreparable damage to the world. To the world. I really hate to burst our bubble, but I think convenience is out the door. Going back to a convenient way of life. Do you remember a convenient way of life? When you could walk into a 7-Eleven and just buy what you want and you didn't have to worry about a mask or you didn't have to worry about anything else. Okay? You didn't have to stand six feet away from people. Do you, do you understand the looks we get when you're not six feet away from somebody? It's weird. God didn't, God didn't create. It's weird to look at a basketball and, instead, I mean, growing up, we would all be on the, you know, we'd all be on the bench. We'd be sweating on each other. That's just basketball. Now they're all spaced out, which blows my mind, right? Right, Soph? Because you played sports. You were all, you were all over. And now you're six feet apart, but then you go in the game and then you're all over everybody's face. How does that make sense? Does that make any sense? How does it make sense to be at the airport and be six feet apart from somebody like this with your luggage only to get in the seat with them like this? I got something right here. It doesn't make any sense. And I'm just like, are you kidding me? But this one world government is going to devastate all of us. Not us, because we're not going to be here. But it's, it's, it's going to trample. And my mind, Linda, can't fathom what that's going to look like. Do you understand? I can't get it. I, I just... But I know this, guys. It's got iron teeth devouring and breaking to pieces. You know what it's going to break? It's going to break the will of the human spirit. That's what it's going to do. Listen to me. Christian's gone. Christian's gone. You know whose will it's going to break? There's going to be a great revival because there are those who are on the fence like this. Okay? They're not really fully, they're, they're not following God yet. They know about God. They've been preached to their whole life. They're going to get saved. You know how I know? Revelation 6. Revelation 6, verse 9 said, Then I saw the souls of those who had been martyred for their faith. So there's going to be people who get saved. They're going to get saved. <sighs> Real quick scenario. Rapture happens. Boom! We're out of here. Somebody we love gets saved here on earth. Oh, Lord. Mike Shaw was right. Mike Shaw was right. <gasps> okay, Lord, I give my life to you. Then the fourth beast comes and kills me for going against their agenda, the world sees it and it loses heart. Wait a minute, wait a minute. If I give my life to God, I'm going to die. Yes. If I don't give my life to God, I'm going to live, but it's only going to be for a short time and then I'm going to be condemned to hell forever. Yes, that's what the Bible says. Hey, I got an idea. Let's throw out the Bible. Because if we don't believe it, then it's not true. No, 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 no. The Bible is true. The word of God is true. 
Okay? And so we know that's going to happen. Out of the ten, out of this one world government, you're going to have ten nations rise. Strong, strong nations. Okay? Strong, strong nations. Then it says, out of these ten nations, you're going to see a little horn arise. Now, it seems to me like this guy is not going to be right. Like today, you won't know who he is because he's not making a big impact. But I think being possessed by Satan, you're going to know he's going to come with all the answers. He's going to be brilliant. He's going to be so brilliant, guys, that the world's going to go, wow, he speaks amazing words. And they're going to take us from a one world government, one world religion, and then this guy's going to show up. And he's going to be the Antichrist. Now, y'all have smiling faces in here today because we ain't going to be here. But you also have sad faces in here because you know somebody who you're just, please. If you could get them, right, Bethany? If you could, you need to get saved. That's what we would do. But we can't do that. We just got to tell them. We got to live it. We got to live it. We got to live it. Now, let's do some work, guys. First and foremost, Okay, this time would represent the Roman Empire. Okay, now the Roman Empire that Daniel was talking about, it ruled from about 146 BC to 476 AD. This is the, this was one of the greatest empires ever, the Romans. When Jesus came on the earth, the Romans so had oppressed Israel that they all thought Jesus was going to save them from the Romans. So they lost heart when he died on the cross. They didn't understand what was going on. I thought he was going to save us from the Romans. They're taxing us to death. Wait a minute. Do we see something like that on the horizon? Wait a minute. I'm paying a buck fifty more for gas today than I was. Oh my goodness, what's going on? Guys, the Roman Empire back in the day, it lasted to 476 AD. All of a sudden, the city of Rome was attacked by barbarians from the north. And the eastern portion, however, lasted much longer. But here's what you need to know, okay? A lot of it still remained, not not fully, but it remained all the way to 1453. You go, what happens? The Roman Empire was never really conquered, ever. It just sort of kind of fizzled out. You, You understand that. I found something interesting this week. Now, isn't God good? He's so good that he's actually shown us stuff before it's going to happen. How so? I was studying this week, and it blew my mind. Did you know when Rome fell in 476 AD, it, ex- it, it split exactly into what? Ten separate nations. You're like, no way. Yeah, you had the Saxons originating from the English nation. You had the Franks originating from the French nation. You had the Alemanni originating from the German nation. The Visigoths originating from the Spanish nation. The Suvi originating from the Portuguese nation. The Lombards were coming from the Italian nation. Um, the Burgardians were from the Swiss nations. The Hurley was, was, well, there were three of them that actually disappeared. 
So out of the 10, the Hurley, the Vandals, and the Ostagos, they all disappeared, 493 AD, 534, and 538. So out of 10 nations, three of them. Wait, what? Yeah, this happened in history. This happened in history. So all this, although it happened in the past, we see that it's going to happen in the future. Look at verse 8 real quick again, guys. And I was considering the horns, and there was another horn, a little one, coming up from among them, before whom three of the first horns were plucked out by the root. Okay? And there, in this horn, where I speaking, and that he's going he's gonna to talk, um, that's the Antichrist. So what is Daniel doing? You guys ready? Daniel is showing us what the future holds for those who are not followers of Jesus. Something called the revived Roman Empire. Revived? Why? Because Rome Empire was never conquered. It sort of flickered out. Future? Because of the ten horns once again. Rome was never ruled by ten kings. In its existence, it only had one king at a time. You guys know them, right? You know them as either emperors or Caesars. You go, okay. So Daniel tells us, in Roman Empire, we're going to have ten ruling kings... And then that one smaller horn is going to arise. There's going to be 10 out of the 10. There's going to be three of them that they're going to go, no more. Think about this, okay? And all I want to do is get you to think. That's all I want to, that's all I want to get you to think. As a country, if we were one of the 10 ruling empires, and we still, we're still a powerhouse now. You understand that, right? We could easily be one of the three that have just <laughs> imploded. Just, just, just keep that in mind, okay? Because I'm going to show you some stuff here in just a second. Now, over in Revelation 17, we're going to see the very same thing. Revelation 17, look at verse 12. It says, the ten horns which you saw, who are they? They're ten kings who have not yet received a kingdom. But they will receive authority as kings with the beast for one hour. These have one purpose, and they gave their power and authority to the beast. Look at verse 17. For God has put it in our hearts to execute his purpose by having a common purpose, by the giving of their kingdom to the beast until the words of God be fulfilled. So we see ten nations. Okay, everybody got that. Now, the seventh birth pang is going to be the rise of the Antichrist, but I don't want to get ahead of myself, okay? Let's go back to... The ten kingdoms. The one world government will split up into ten kingdoms, according to Daniel 27 or 724a. So listen, many people will go, whoa, 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 wait, wait. Okay, so I know where these ten kingdoms are going to come from. They're going to come from the European Union. Okay, the European Union has 28 members right now. Okay, just came in. So so what's going to happen, but, but here's what we need to know. We need to know, guys, um, they say that there's going to be a revival and the old Roman Empire is going to get down to 10 nations and that's what it's going to be. But the fifth birth pang in which we may or may not see or get glimpses of, the one world government is going to be dominated by 10 powerful nations. Okay, I think the EU although it's not a nation by itself, is going to be part of that domination. You understand? Because in Revelation chapter 17, it said, these guys are not necessarily going to be presidents, but they're going to give their authority. You go, okay, okay, I'm with you, I'm with you. 
Now, stay with me. I understand there's a lot to get here. Now, last week we noted that this one world government, this could be our future. How so? Because if the people from the World Economic Forum were get their way, here's what they want us to believe. You ready? Number one, that you say, basically, they say you will own nothing and be happy about it. Okay? So you're not going to own your house, Rosa. It's going to be theirs, but you'll be happy. That's what they want. They want all of us not to own anything. You see that happening today? The whole um, uh, Robin Hood, rob from the rich, give to the poor, everybody should have the same thing, okay? Number two, here's what they say. Now, now this is important, I, really, trust me. Energy, energy will be green and rationed and expensive. What is the first thing our current administrative, our administrative administration did? They cut the Keystone Pipeline, didn't they? It's expensive. We want to go green. We have climate. We don't want... Listen, if you put gas in your car, if you heat your car with gas and oil, it sends emissions up into the ozone and we're, we're just killing everything. So how about this? How about we go electric? How about basically it's all going to be rationed. Everybody's going to have just a little bit. I wonder... Now, I don't want to live in this world, Rosa. I don't want to... Jim, I don't want to live in this world. But could you imagine that the lights in your house go off every night at 10 o'clock? There's nothing you can do about it. They come on at 7 in the morning, they go off at 10. There's nothing you could do. And so you live that way. But you need something. You need something, Eva. But you can't go because the electric car only works certain times a day. So at 10 o'clock, if you're not feeling well, you can't get in your car. It doesn't matter because the stores will be closed anyway. Because they're going green too. You guys with me? Okay? How about this? Travel will be restricted. Okay? Man, I want to go on vacation to Florida. Nope. Okay, you can. But what's some criteria? Well, you got to have... Wait, what? What? You got to have a green pass, Soph. If you're gonna, if you're, you're gonna have, you're gonna have, a, uh, Israel rolled it out, you should have it too. You're gonna have a green pass so you could go, um, listen, you wanna go see your folks in Samoa? You gotta have a green pass. Well, no, I wanna see my folks. Are you kidding me? Why can't I just get on an airplane like I would before? Sorry. Because, you know, I mean, think about that. So, so Solf can't, can't, can't go to see his folks because, well, the government says it's restricted. You're like, now this isn't some some this isn't the twilight zone. You you understand this is happening. It's not like right and we're like imagine a world where you can't travel. What else? Even your diet will be controlled. Listen, salsa and chips is my kryptonite. If they take that away from me, there's not even worth living. Okay? Don't take but anyways. Um, think about your diet. Or how about this? Currency will be digital. Okay? So the green stuff in your wallet, not going to mean anything. You could have a bunch of that. It's not going to mean anything. The one thing they're going to try to do is to control people's behavior. To control 
You guys with me? To control businesses, to move society. This is the World Economic Forum today. Dude, you're a conspiracy theorist. No, no, no. Here's what I'm saying. I'm saying this is happening. Go on there. Go on their website today. See what they're about. It's hidden in plain sight. They're not hiding anything. This is what they want. Okay? And so they got together and they had this great reset. And they unveiled the, at the economic forum there in Davila, Switzerland. All these guys got together and said, how are we going to serve, how are we going to, how are we going to solve the world's problems? Well, here, here was the solution. Somebody stood up and said, how about, how about essentially global socialism? Everybody's the same. And so we talked last week about the what? The Green New Deal. The fourth industrial revolution, the build back better and the depopulation Survival of the fittest, okay? That's what they want to do. But somehow, this one world government is going to turn into ten. You guys with me? This is the, this is, the Lord wants us to know this, okay? So what did I do with the rest of our time that we have together? I'm going to give you a possible ten kingdom scenario based upon, these are some of the world powers today. Pastor Ben, are you saying these are the 10 kings? I'm not saying that. So please don't send me an email going, Pastor Ben said these are the 10 kingdoms that are going to happen. Um, these are these are possible. Everybody say possible. Okay? I just want you to say that. Okay? Cuz I don't want you to go this is I'm going to give you just a scenario. Okay? Now, these could quote unquote these could be the rising kingdoms. You ready? Jot this down. Number 1 China. Everybody goes, that's a no-brainer. China, right? This is why, because this is largely due to economic forecasts suggesting that China will become the world's largest economy by 2030. Everybody's, everybody's, right? You go, how? Well, in recent years, China has made a concerted effort to invest in scientific research. So that's where they're headed. It's also Spending incredible amount of money overseas investments, reaching $40 billion. We could easily see China being one of the world powers. You go, yep. Okay. They own a lot of the United States. I'm just, this, it could be. Could be. I know their president quoted last year that they wanted, he wanted to rule the world. Number two, another country. Jot this down. Could be, everybody say could be, Brazil. Brazil? Why would Brazil be in there? Because do you realize that Brazil is the leader in climate control? This country was the first, is the, is the world leader in biofuels which in the case of ethanol can create 90% less emissions than the traditional fossil fuels. So Brazil can be a superpower in the future of the world's economy on the back of environmental trailblazing. So guess what? Hey, listen, we want all of us to have a nice little green. We, you know, we don't want to put gas in our cars because that's fossil fuel and we don't want, we don't want any more oil or gas. Guess who's on the front line to go, hey, we can, we can hook y'all up. Well, listen, listen, if that's the dude I want on my team, you can do that. This is what I want in the world. 
Just a thought. Number three, you guys probably know this, Russia. Russia. Well, what would their... Well, right now, they're, they're, they, they'd want to be oil and gas. Now, here's why I say could. They could be a powerhouse. Only because I don't know how this plays in with Ezekiel in 30, 38 and 39, where they're being pulled into a war where a lot of them die. I don't understand it. I'm just giving you the, the what-ifs. But think about this, okay? They are right now currently reemerging as a global superpower. And it is adapted by exerting power and influence. How? Guys, military power? Their involvement in Eastern Europe and Asia, including, including the support of the Syrian president, Bashar al-Assad. So they're coming in strong. Okay, this is just my opinion. Just my opinion, okay? Before our previous administration took office... We were, Russia was the number one exporter of natural gas and oil, even around the countries and to the United States. Amen? But our previous administration saw through that and stopped it. Well, they got mad. They got mad. So they could be they could be one of the ten. Could be. You go, who else? The, the next one could be the USA. The United States of America. Okay? As of today, we still have the world's largest economy at just over $20 trillion. Now, we keep giving it away, but that's a whole other teaching. Um, we're leading in cultural, economic, and diplomatic influence around the world. But we're imploding. We're not exploding, we're imploding, and financially. I've heard, think about this, I've heard that there had been steps that Texas will secede from the Union. I've heard steps, I'm rumors, I don't know, I'm not in there. What happens if that does? Then we implode, you understand that, right? Because we're the United States of America, but now we're the divided states, guess what's going to happen? <laughs> but not only that. Soph and Yvonne, raptured. Who's going to pay for their house? Who's going to pay for their... Wait a minute. So financially, they're not here. My house, your house, everybody, right? They're, they're just going to be empty. What? And at this point, they can come in and take whatever they want, right? They're going to come in. I don't think, so if you're not going to be going, wait, 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 i got to go back and take care of business. He's like, bye, keep my stuff. We're not going to worry about what we have. But think about what's going to happen. Banks, payments, things that keep the economy going. I don't know where we're going to be. Maybe we're going to be one of the, one of the countries that gets stemmed on by this global world man, this this... Antichrist. Okay, let me go on. Number five. How about this? How about India? You go, India? Yeah, it's easy to see that India is a poverty-stricken nation, which is true to an extent. But you know it hides the full story of the country's potential as a world superpower? You go, how so? Well, for one thing, the country has undergone mass economic expansion. 
It has the fastest growing economy and population. He goes, why? It means that there are a lot of people with a lot of potential. India could be another one. How about this one? The European Union. You go, wait, wait, wait. Now, remember, this is a union of countries, not a country itself. But within the union, you might have the revived Roman Empire to which the Antichrist will rise out of. The EU EU has 28 members right now. Some suggest that if the EU lost 18 members... It could be the ten kingdoms, but think about the, think about the world that we currently live in, and think about the, the way the economic forum is going. It could be just part of that, not necessarily it by itself. Hmm. How about number seven? Japan. You go, why Japan? Because of their banking reform. Okay? They have something called urbanon, urbanon, urbanonics. And basically what it is is they have the International Monetary Fund. And what it does is it's just making Japan more competitive against other countries. I mean, they have huge banking reforms to where they could move us to a global currency pretty quick. How about number eight? Canada. Why Canada? Because do you realize that they're the leaders in artificial intelligence? Machine learning and neural nets are the AI modeled of the human brain. Think about what they're doing. You go, that doesn't affect me. No, 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 no. Go to your local store and see who is the checker. We are. I went grocery shopping the other day. And I have a cart full. I don't just have a few things. I have a cart full. We're at grocery shopping for the week. And the girl said, hey, you could check out yourself. I said, I'm not doing that. I don't work here. I, 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 right? And she goes, oh, I know. Well, let me get somebody to check you out. And so I told the checker, I said, listen, if I do that, you lose a job. But that's where we're headed. We're headed. Guys, think about this. Think about this. Um, Anybody 40 and over remember Blockbuster Video? <laughs> remember we used to have to go look for a video? Well, I don't know. Do you remember a video? 30? 20s? Okay. Anybody 20 and younger has no idea what, what, they don't even remember. What was the other one? No, there was another one. Huh? Hollywood video. Do you remember that Hollywood video? There was two of them, right? And I would take my, and you remember this tall, we'd walk through and we'd, We'd look, and, and all the movies you wanted were gone. You'd flip them and be like, oh. So you'd stand at the register. Did that come in? Did that come in? I really want to see that. Did that come in? Sir, you have late fees. No, that wasn't me. That was my wife. They're gone. You know what you do? I'm going to watch a movie. Click. Let's add a global pandemic to that. Now you can see brand new releases at the comfort of your own home. You just have to pay the price, but you would pay that at the movies anyway. Hold on. Look. It's, I mean, guys, you see where we're going. What do they want to do? They don't want you out. They don't want you out. They want you home where we can control you. Just a thought. Uh, listen, just a thought. I'm just Number nine, 
which is interesting to me because, like, Iran's not mentioned in here, but I think they're going to be wiped out in Ezekiel 38 and 39. But this would be South Korea. You go, South Korea, why? Because world technology, South Korea is the world's technology hub. Okay? It's home to some of the world's best brands like Samsung and Hyundai and all of this stuff, South Korea. You go, no. Yeah. And, and really, for the sake of our study, guys, I couldn't go real deep into, into what they're doing and how they would affect the world. I'm just giving you a, a what if. These are, these, these are happening right now. And of course, last but not least, maybe the 10 would be Israel. Israel is known for research and intelligence. They're leading the way in everything. They're leading the way in food. They're growing. Um, Natalie was telling me this, and, and I probably have to confirm with her, but they're growing f- food, um, not traditional food, but like, I don't know. I'd have to think about that. I'd have to ask her. But it's, it's um, what do they call it, meatless meat? That's kind of that stuff. Synthet- I don't want to say th- synthetic, but they're, they're growing that now. So they can feed the world. They could definitely be part of the ten. So if I were to look at these, I wonder who would who would be the three that might step up? Could be India. We could say India, you need to you need to I don't know. Could be the USA. Could be Japan. Once we get once we get intelligence, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. But here's what I do know. I don't know who the ten kingdoms are going to be. I'm not going to stick around to find out. And neither should you. I'm just giving you a what-if scenario. But I do know this. From one world government, we're having ten. Out of the ten comes the Antichrist. But I don't want to leave it at that, right? So let's close with this. I want to remind you, that's going to happen, but we're not going to be here. If you've put your faith and trust in Jesus, guys, I'm not going to be here. I'm not going to be here. But at least you have now, you have the information to be able to speak freely or be able to, to, to help others understand what's about to happen. And, and, and not that we're, we're, we beat people over the head with the Bible. Not that we're like, oh, come on, you, but we say, hey, listen, this is what's going to happen. I love you, but if you see this happening, man, be ready. Be ready. I believe, I believe that God in his mercy is going to pour out his spirit and we're going to see one final revival. I'm hoping. I'm hoping people will go, wow. But in the same time, I can see that people are still blinded, even believers. So what should we do, church? No fear. No fear. If you have a little bit of fear, make sure that you're right with God. Lord, where am I with you? I just want to confess my sins to you, man. I just want to be right with you. No fear. 
Okay? Number two, guys, what does Mike Shaw say? Let go of the drama. Let go of the drama in life. It's not worth it. Keep your eyes on, on the Lord. He's going to come back for us soon. Number three, last but not least. You ready? This is important. Plan your life like Jesus isn't coming back for a hundred more years. But live your life like he's coming back in the next five seconds. That's all you got to do. What should I do? Get out of debt, buy a house, enjoy life, plan. Plan for your kid's future, plan for, for college. Rosa, take a vacation, enjoy life, but live your life like he's coming back today. And be sensitive to those around us who need Jesus. Love people back to life. Don't hold grudges. Repent of anything. Amen. Amen. Father, we thank you for your word today. Lord, wow. Powerful, deep, eye-opening. Father, you give us one verse that says ten nations are going to come. And, and so, Lord, we, we realize that you only give us one verse because those of us that believe in you aren't going to see it. And I don't know, God, if we're going to be in heaven looking down going, oh, Ben was way wrong on the nations. But I do know that I'm, I'd rather look at it from up there. Father, I pray for everybody right now, God, that doesn't know you. That, Lord, you've been trying to get their attention for many, many years, and they haven't responded. I pray, God, that they would see that which is going around the world is it's ready. It's ready. We're here. And I pray, Lord, that every time we gather, and I'd have a platform to tell people about Jesus. Hey, listen. Jesus has so much more for you. You've got to open up your heart and invite him inside. And with every eye closed and every head bowed, I just want to invite you. If you're not right with Jesus, if you're, if you're not in a right relationship, if your sins aren't forgiven, if you're empty and you're broken inside, it's time to invite Jesus into your heart. You go, how, Pastor? How? I don't know what to do. I feel like I'm a million miles away from him. Listen, you may feel like you're a million miles away, but you're one decision from him today. All you have to do is open up your heart, say yes to him. How so? On a moment, I'm going to give you an opportunity just to lift your hand where nobody's going to see, but God's going to see your heart. This is between you and him. And all you have to do is say, yes, pastor, pray for me. I want Jesus. I want to be right with him. Forgive me of my sins, Lord. I want to be right with you. I'm going to give you an opportunity to say yes to him. 
So with every eye closed and every head bowed, how many of you here might say, Pastor Ben, um, you know, you were saying some things, and I didn't realize this was going down, and I didn't realize how quickly this is happening, and I'm not right with God. I am, I am a, I'm afraid, Ben, that if the rapture took place today, I wouldn't go. But I want to be sure. What do I need to do, Pastor? Will you, will you just lift up your hand right now so I can pray for you? We just go, Pastor, pray for me. I, I want Jesus. Will you do that right now? If God is speaking to you, just lift up your hand. God knows your heart. Those of you watching online, you may just want to lift up your hand right where you're at and say, pray for me. And make this decision today. Say, Lord, today I choose to follow you. I believe you died on the cross for me. You were buried and you resurrected. And you're coming back for me. And I'm excited now, Lord. Come into my heart. Forgive me. I repent. I'm going to follow you all the days of my life. I love you, Jesus. Thank you for saving me, Lord. It's in your name we pray. Amen. Amen. Hey, this is Pastor Josh. I hope this message has encouraged you in your walk with Jesus. If it has, we would love to hear your story of how it has impacted you, or especially if you responded to the invitation to receive Jesus into your heart as your Lord and Savior. To get in touch or to receive more information, please contact us by phone at 806-799-2227 or send an email to calvarylubbock at hotmail.com. Again, that phone number is 806-799-2227. Also, if you want to partner with us financially to take the gospel to West Texas and the world, please click on the Donate button on calvarychapellubbock.org. Thanks for listening to the podcast. May God richly bless you.